0: And now we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge, your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey, thanks for staying with us. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. 612 627 8000 is the number to call. HittnerGroup.com. That's the place to go to. H-I-T-T-N-E-R Group.com. Check it out. Save your searches. Check out the blog. Good site to go to. All right, so we're talking with uh, James uh, Tobson, uh, Preserve Group Insurance, and when we went out to break, I was just curious about the uninsured motorist thing. I just, uh, I had an incident personally uh, in our family that uh, involved an uninsured motorists, so I'm curious about how this all works. So some guy plows into you, he has no insurance. And what happens? I mean, what happens there? I, mean, I got the, My car is totaled or you know, his car is totaled out. He's got to go get a new car. Where does he get the money to go get a new car? Who's And this clown doesn't have any insurance.
1: Right. So that's where your your uninsured motorist would cover you. In that situation, you are the victim for your medical. And then your comp or collision would cover your vehicle. So depending on the carrier, you may have to pay a deductible for that, your comp or collision deductible. There are um, certain carriers that have an option where in that situation, they will waive the deductible, which obviously is nice because you weren't at fault for that scenario.
0: What if uh, you don't have collision on your
1: vehicle? Then you're in a bad situation. So you got some guy mm. that hit
0: you, no insurance, you don't have collision, car's out. You're, you're out. You're out. You're I out. think you're out. You're, I, out. you're out. Would you recommend then, uh, even in the, like a lot of kids are driving around with used cars, and uh, likely that they're going to get in an accident, and would you say you probably ought to have collision on there? Does it cost that much more to have collision is a good thing to have? It,
1: it's it's a case-by-case basis, and I look at what's the value of the car they're driving around, and do they have the means to replace that car if they were to have a total loss. I typically discourage if the car is under $5,000. Mm-hmm. Let's say five $3,000. I typically discourage the Comper collision. It's not good for the insurance company. It's really not beneficial to the to the client but if they're in a situation a a single individual on their own and that's their only means of transportation then no absolutely then i would say uh, this is what you need to do because you would be in a bad position if somebody were to hate without insurance and you didn't have a car to drive and you didn't have five thousand dollars to buy a new
0: one so it's been my experience in a couple of cases where that has happened uh with people that we know and then the offering from the insurance company won't even replace the car and they say, they depreciate it out, and they say, "Well, here's your your depreciated value of that vehicle that year with that many miles on it." Blah 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 blah. Here's twenty five hundred dollars. He says, "Well, I just bought the car. I paid seven thousand dollars for it. What are you talking about? Right, right. You know, so how how does that value? How is the my question? I guess is how is that value determined, right. and can you dispute it?"
1: Sure. That, that's a good question. I had a situation that uh, I had on my list to, to mention where an individual's wife was in a parking lot. She wasn't even in the car, and a poor gentleman hit the accelerator of the brake, smashed the car. So I, they're my insurance client, mm-hmm. but the individual is at fault. He had insurance coverage. The individual was trying to replace his vehicle. All he could find were vehicles that were 17, 17 5 with similar mileage, similar trim. It happened to be an all-wheel drive Sienna minivan, which... Mm-hmm isn't that common right. and is fairly desirable mm-hmm. and so he was arguing back and forth it wasn't with my company unfortunately it was with the at fault drivers company uh-huh. and so uh, he had to work really hard to get comparable vehicles and the settlement still didn't make him very happy um, I believe he, re- he he needed 17 17.5 and he recouped 14.5 mm-hmm. and so their perspective again I'm not an adjuster so they use a system, apparently, it's fairly universally used to replace the vehicle. But they told him they're not going to pay for any markup or any of this or any of
0: that. Well, couldn't you just say, well, I don't, don't, I don't even want your money. Just give me another vehicle. That's go buy said. a car, that's, then give it to me. That's right.
1: exactly what he said. He goes, yeah. if you can go replace my car for that, go ahead. I'll let you buy me the car. And it didn't it didn't go well. He ended up finding a private seller car, and he didn't want it. He wanted to buy for him a dealer. Right. He had mm-hmm. just put $8,000 in the last 12 months of maintenance. It was a higher mile car, but mm-hmm. again, still very reliable, still desirable car. And so. Uh, he ended up finding one. It, it it wasn't that great. I got involved and I probably shouldn't have, or didn't, you know, contacting the other companies. Mm-hmm. Probably the normal. Uh, but I wanted to understand where right. they were coming from uh-huh. because I'm like, do you understand the current market for vehicles? Mm-hmm. Used yeah. cars are at, at very high. There's a shortage of used cars, and now you're telling him that he's going to get the car for three thousand dollars less. If you're in touch with the used car market, they're they're not they're not
2: discounting cars like they used to. Question: Let's uh, move back to the home uh, residents. Talk about swimming pools and trampolines. Mm. It's a good question. Really, uh, good.
1: really good question. Great question. So a lot of these companies are going to uh, do <clears throat> random audits, and okay. so if I write your house, they might three months later come by and, and make sure that I accurately described your home. If you have a pool, if you have a trampoline, um, they're they're pretty strict. They want to make sure that there's a fence around the pool and that there is a uh, it's self closing gate. Now, if you're on a property of say 20 acres and your neighbor's not anywhere close, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they'll be a little more lenient. Mm-hmm. As I have one of those those clients, and he has a uh, pool cover that he like turns, yeah, and it's it elephant cover, whatever. Yes, and so that, that I had to get special permission for that. But uh, trampolines, another one. Um, I have a carrier that said you mu- it must be netted. Yep. Uh, and it must be uh, staked permanently to the ground. Uh, I believe you're supposed to have a fenced-in yard for that too. Um, not all carriers are the same, mm-hmm. but it's absolutely a big deal. My previous um, experience as a captive, it wasn't uh, there wasn't that type of scrutiny. There there were questions on the pool, but the trampoline um, didn't go into into depth. I never had right. I never had any issues, but this has been brought to light with a new carrier, and I was like. It's good to know
2: mm-hmm. interesting
1: mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you pay a premium
2: for that then? you don't bit? pay
1: a premium but if say say I see you have a trampoline and it checks the boxes and if they send a random person out three months later and it doesn't it's not a netted trampoline or it's not down they may they may non renew you in like 60 days and say you know you falsified the application you oh. said that you had this and it wasn't wasn't that oh, wow. so they can cancel you they have to give you a 60 day notice but it's not a not a good situation so mm-hmm. good question
0: So that's a case where you would uh, recommend, uh, highly recommend that they have a large umbrella policy.
1: Well, yes, but I recommend hopefully they play by the rules and, you know, have have the net and have it sit down.
0: Yeah. Okay, so uh, I think uh, that kind of covers it as far as insurance go. Give James a call, 651-728-4334, and you'll do a kind of an evaluation of of what they've got up. And does it matter when they renew?
1: It doesn't matter when they renew. Sometimes if they want to keep it easier, it really isn't a difficult process. It's just there's a couple more steps that I communicate. But, yeah, I'd be happy to review and uh, make sure they're covered correctly.
2: What other things do you have on your list? And I see you have a list of things. Did we hit everything, James, that you wanted to talk about?
1: I just had some, some stories prepared that uh, but you, we we. I like stories. with
0: kind of story? They, they, Tell me we, a good story. We, we
1: touched on we touched on some of them okay, that I had okay. that that you already you, we talked about the, the the claim situation didn't go well with the the loss. That was yeah. one that I was going to going to address,
2: okay. but no, nothing on here. That's okay. I just didn't want I just didn't want to end our time, and you go. Oh, I really wanted to talk about this, so that's good and we've had a good relationship with James over the years does a great job very consultative one of the things keith you and i were talking about the at coffee is just what differentiates yourself from mm-hmm. the other people and for james that's it's really i think the the one on one consultation that he does it's not it's not the quick hit like you don't even know people don't even know what they have they'll they'll know for sure what they have james does a great job of educating people through the process so super happy he's part of our team Thank you.
0: It comes with a philosophy that we have is grow. Uh, I heard it on a uh, on a uh, podcast. Grow long, mm-hmm. you know, just build your business lo- for the long term mm-hmm. and uh, not be so transactional. Do what's right, and uh, mm-hmm. God will make you lucky. So we have a couple minutes left in this segment, Keith. Give us a quick update
2: on kind of the real estate market. I was watching the news last night, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, the housing market in Minnesota," and they they were going. To, uh, and I'm just like going there. Oh. No, no, no. And hopefully no one watches the news because it's just, it's so, the information is so. Well, most uh, of it's
0: outdated for one thing.
2: Probably that's the biggest piece. So yeah. talk a little bit about kind of what's going on in the real estate market and then we'll pick it up in the fourth segment.
0: Well, one of the things <laughs> that they keep on harping about is how overpriced real estate is. Exactly, And it isn't overpriced at all. I mean, it, it's has the has the market come up? Yes, it has come up. There's no question about it. But if you look at the number of homes that are for sale right now, uh, this week there are 4,500 homes for sale in the Twin Cities, uh, about the same as last week. It didn't move much, about the same as uh, as the high point of 22. Uh, I think that. Uh, that you're going to see. A year ago, we were, we had uh, 30 or about 3,000 homes. So we're about 25 percent more homes for sale today okay. than a year ago. But historically, that is still 20 percent below normal. I'm, I'm throwing a lot of percentages out there, so it might get mind boggled for people. But the bottom line is, is we have still low inventory uh, as as a rule. The number of homes that are selling. Uh, we only had 436 houses sell this week. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's about 30% below normal. So the market, is the market slowing a little bit? Yes. Do mm-hmm. we have a little more homes on the market? Yes. But all in all, does that mean prices are going to come down? Well, no, because it's still less than normal. Mm-hmm. We still have less inventory than normal, and, and life still is going on. People still right. need to move for for you know all of the reasons that people move. What it really means is, and I've been doing this for a long time, you know, back in the 90s, you know, there were, uh, it was a much higher interest rates than we have now, much higher. Uh, A balanced market, and we'll talk about interest rates and more of this when we come back from break, Uh, but we are in a... I think it's a great market, to be honest with you. It's a market where sellers uh, have an opportunity to present their house correctly and buyers have an opportunity to really get a good deal and make sure that they're getting a great house. Right. I think it's a great market. I think we're going to have a good year. We'll be back right after these messages.